Good afternoon, good morning, or whenever you are listening to this, um, we have a special episode for you. Uh, we have our, what will become our annual Christmas special, which is essentially a commentary. Uh, and it's the one we've been promising for a long time. What are we covering today, Ian? Walter Hill, Streets of Fire. Yeah, let's do this. Yes, we've been promising it for ages, and finally... We're going to give you our Streets of Fire coverage, which will probably involve singing and some moments of emotion. You uh, might sing. I, I don't think you're getting any singing out of me, but good for you. I know. We, uh, we're, we're, I don't, neither of us are, are, are drunk. Uh, Ian, because um, he may have to uh, drive a heavily pregnant wife to give birth to their, uh, what I assume will be beautiful daughter. Um, and uh, I'm not drinking because uh, I don't have any alcohol in the house. I, 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 I've I got three cans of Bud. Have you? Because the, the way I see it, if if there's nothing happening at the moment, if there was, it's gonna be, we're going to try and keep it as long as possible before going to hospital anyway. Yeah, you should be. So, it, you know, like, three cans of Bud, I think, after... Christ, even being generous after six hours, you'd be all, you'd be okay to drive. Oh, without question, yeah. You know, so so, so it, it is a little bit of bud, and I'm on coffee and a high because Liverpool have just beaten uh, Spurs five nil at White Hart Lane. Hi, well, Jordan. Uh, don't do that Jordan's I, nice Jordan's a lovely guy and I, 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 like I, I just said to Ian off, off mic I am not a footballer at all because it always comes back and so, plays, so, so what do you do you mention you mention <laughs> I said <show>. hi <laughs> <laughs> um, right so without further ado Ian are you ready to hit play go on then go Universal logo. I, I do love the old logos. 
It's like the, the way it kind of missed the, the, the universal t- title kind of mists in. Yeah. It, it, it's lovely. It looks, it, 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 it adds a bit of nostalgia. It, the, the HD ones just look too fucking crisp. Well, there's there's something to get into straight away. So this, this, this recently came out on Blu-ray in the UK through Second Sight. Yeah. And the transfer... Fable. Uh, yeah, which is a, a brilliant That's title card. The full title card. The, the transfer is a bit noisy. It can be a bit hit or miss. I mean, those the, the neons that we're now seeing now, that neon on the floor there, um, it, it, the neons really fucking pop and stand out, and the, the colours really stand out. Uh, and the, the sound, I think, is great, but there is yeah. there are points at, in it where sometimes it just doesn't it doesn't marry up the um, how good some bits of it are to how not great other bits of it are uh, yeah. in terms of the transfer. It's a fucking wonderful set. Have you had a chance to watch the um, the documentary on yours yet? I watched about 20, 25 minutes of it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I said on Pocket 4, it's a great documentary. I mean, these neons are just fucking wonderful. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the the, the, the style of the world, I mean, as the, the title card said at the start, another time, another place, the style of it where it's kind of, it's, a bit of kind of 80s music and a bit of kind of 50s kind of like 60s soul yeah but then you, you you've got like the 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 out the, the surroundings that look 50s and then some people are dressed like in there in the 50s some in the 60s some in the 80s and then you've got willem dafoe who's dressed like no one on earth ever yeah well it, the thing is is, is is i think that, that this um and um walt hill's uh, one of those previous movies um warriors i think they're set in the same universe sure and i just think this is this is a, an earlier part. I think it's, it's, this world is almost a prequel world to what would become the more desolateness of, of where the warriors become. I think it's, it's set for it. And, oh, God, here she comes. Yeah. Ellen here. Oh, my. She is lovely. 18 years old, so it's okay to perv. Yeah, and you got, you got Michael Paré on the documentary as well. Basically, just talking about how he really, really, really wanted to fuck her, but he was married. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that'd be wrong. I mean, there is a there's a moment later on the documentary where he 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 looks, he very much seems like a guy who hasn't quite got over um, this film. Yeah. Oh, that's a great song. This you got that dude standing behind Rick Moranis, just kind of like pumping away. Lisa. Yeah. Apparently, um, for this, um, Diane Lane wasn't happy at all that she couldn't do the vocals for it. Um, she, really? Yeah, she really wanted to do the vocals for it, but they wanted her to sound um, sort of like, like nobody else had ever sounded before. That's why she's actually um, sort of two voices kind of fused together. Um, and the, she said that she was a great singer, but she just didn't have the, that power there uh, to force it through. Yeah, even that, I mean, like, to be fair, I mean, like, the, the whole two voices thing is true, but, like, when, when she speaks and when she sings, it does kind of sound like it could be the same person. Yeah. Like, they got, they did get, like, a good sound alike, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, they certainly did, yeah. And it's it, it's, it's a good sinking in with the, um, you know, it, it, you could believe that it's her singing, certainly. Mm. And I, I love the drummer in the background who's like with that one hand is like going at the drum like a sledgehammer or something like yeah. he's proper like raising the stick up and slamming it down it's great yeah, from, a, uh, from a band called Fire Inc aren't they yeah yeah uh, yeah the other guys yeah 
and it just like they they all seem so fucking into it. It's it, it's great. The the energy of this opening is is incredible. It is, it's one of those. It, it, I'll get into it straight away. It's one of those films where I, I just I, I I don't think it, it it connected. I don't think it was well marketed enough at the time, and I think it, it was certainly ahead of its time. I think this, if this was the kind of film that would be released now uh, to this generation um, of of younger uh, people, I think it'd do. It, it'd do sort of solid kind of pitch perfect business, but the thing is, is this kind of movie couldn't be done because it'd have to be ex Disney stars and shit like that that would yeah. be in it, and it, it'd be it'd be too clean and too crisp, and it wouldn't have you know this kind of the the emotiveness that it has and the the almost kind of seediness that it has and the threatening sort of nature that you get from. Um, Will and Defoe and things like that. I mean, Defoe coming out there, out of the fucking, out of the smoke and the shadows there, and he's got quite a menacing face. The the it's it, it hasn't come up yet, but that one shot where it reveals his face, and yeah, it's almost like in The Exorcist, like you know the the moments where you get like almost like those single frames of like the white face. Yeah, it's almost like that coming from Defoe. It's. It's incredible. And um, just to date this commentary slightly, but um, Peter O'Toole died, apparently. Oh, shit. Oh, fucking hell, that's... Rest I... in peace, only yeah, 81 as well. Yeah. Oh. It's right. it's, it's, to me, if someone gets past 80, they're doing fucking well. Uh, yeah. That is sad, but, you know... Ooh. Just never got that best actor win, did he? But anyway. Yeah, hopefully they'll get a, a, a posthumous lifetime achievement or what. And now she's playing herself about yeah, I think it's might the first time I've watched this and not jacked off at this moment for quite a while. Oh, <laughs> first right, one in. Here oh, we go. Here we go. Shit. Yeah. Fucking hell. And okay, so why do they steal her? Is it literally just because he wants to rape her? I don't think it is. I think it's just shits and giggles. I think it, I think it's just to be a bastard. No. Yeah, you see yeah. this um, interesting thing. Walter Hill uses the same tactic here as he used uh, in Warriors, where if you look, whether you where the the audience is kind of all dispersing. If you look, it's actually a se- section of circles running around, and they're just running around in a circle, but they're running around in opposite directions. Is so it, it really? looks like everyone's running around. Oh, that's but all fantastic. it is, if you look, if you look. It's oh, just, okay. And Bill Paxton's about to get punched in the face. Um. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's they did the same thing in Warriors for the crowd scenes. You get you have sort of different circles rolling out, and then you just get them to run in the opposite direction, so it looks like chaos. And actually, oh, it's it, it, it's it's just really good choreography. <laughs> I swear that guy was totally goosing her as, as he was carrying her. Then he, <laughs> he, he he slipped a digit in. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Imagine if I had been drinking. <laughs> You give me an hour, we'll see how I go. <laughs> this is just bad biker guys just doing what bad biker guys do. It's a fucking great bit of oob there as well. Uh, it's a great fucking set, this as well. It, it is It is fantastic. I mean, the, the film had a pretty big budget for the time. It was about 14 million. And I mean, it, it kind of does show on screen, really. The, yeah, the production it, design is marvellous. And, you know, when you look at this, I mean, this, I mean the fact as well that uh, because child labour laws, uh, because um, a lot of the cast were sort of under twenty-one, um, they had to do most of it during the day, didn't they? So they had a big, like, massive 
tarpaulin um, screen put over the lot to make it seem like it was always night. Yeah. Uh, nice, solid, crunchy, practical car crash. Yeah. Always good. All these classic cars, and then and then and then just a black woman just looking as, as annoyed as anybody has ever looked. Yeah. Look how, how angry she is. Yeah, she does look very angry. Ah, uh, look. A stalwart of early Walter Hill films. Yeah. Deborah Van Valkenberg. Van, Van, yeah, Van Valkenberg will go with. Van Valkenberg. Who, um, it kind of feels like maybe she would have played more of a part in future films. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it, it would have been great if we'd have got those, those sequels. Because, uh, I mean, like, basically, her purpose is she gets Tom back, she hugs him, she has a couple of chats with him, and that's kind of about it. Yeah, it, 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 it's... Dear Tom, please come home, I need you. Ah, oh, look at this. What a suave, cool-looking motherfucker. But one who, you know, you were saying earlier on, like, if they remade this now, like, he would never get cast. No, he wouldn't. Because... Because he's he is, he's a physical presence, you know. He's a Michael Parry's a big guy, but now it'd have to be someone fucking who was absolutely completely perfection ripped, and, yeah. you know. And he's not; he's just a big guy. I mean, the idea of him being like a soldier of fortune and mercenary as well—that kind of works. It wouldn't. It, it'd be he'd be like a young vet or something like that, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. kind he, of angle. Even though motherfucker does look all right with his shirt off. He, he does, yeah, but he, he'd be like Taylor Lautner ripped now, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, that's... It'd, yeah. Be, it, it'd be, he spent fucking, like, the past six years just in the gym, doing mm. drinking out with protein shakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the scratchy away um, credits as well. The, uh, like, the swipes and whatnot. Yeah. yeah they're, they're interesting, yeah. James Horner wrote um, two scores for this before Walter Hill decided, no, you just, I just want Rykuda. Oh, God, really? Yeah, he did. He wrote, he wrote two fully different scores, and Walter Hill just didn't like them. But the studio kept on insisting. He did the 40-hour score, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, apparently him and Walter Hill didn't get on. Even though, I mean, like the, the score here certainly does do its job, though. Like, Kuda one, it's... yeah. It kind of it fits the setting very, very well. Yeah, right. I mean, Rakuda and, and what he'll work really well together, don't they? Mm. It's a nice car. Uh, Stony Jackson, as I think. Good old Stony Stony Jackson. You see, these, these guys are literally just in it for him to get a car and beat mm. somebody up early on. It's so, almost like they drove in from the set of Grease. <laughs> yeah. There's a Grease TV show going on in the thought. Let's just come in. Look. Mm. Here we are. We're tough guys. You know, the one on the left has got some ridiculous Czech trousers on. Yeah. Yeah, they are, they are, they are Pringle to the max, aren't they? Road he's, he, he's just not threatening at all, is he? No, he's not. He's, not <laughs> he's really. I, I, I reckon uh, Reva could could take him. Uh, Look, yeah. Arnie, he fucking just just knocks over the ketchup. She's like, you know, 
it's interesting as well, like you were saying about it being like in the same universe as the Warriors. The fact that they've all got like gang names, gang, yeah, gang colours and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it it's interesting. I mean, that there's a bit of a weird kind of used future look to this already, like used yeah. alternate reality bizarro future look. And look, the Warriors certainly, yeah, I mean, like, has that as well. And, and, and he'll very much. That's great. That do it again. Mm. <laughs> I just slaps him again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the fact that he just he just he seems to have no worry at all in smashing his sister's diner up. Just yeah, it, it, that that is funny. And yeah. it, it, in a second, he just throws a man through a window for just no reason. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's the window on there. But oh, the blinds gone and everything. It's a good freeze frame as well. It is a good freeze frame. But it even it even looks. I mean, there's a setting in. I'm going back to the, the, the Warriors comparison. There's a bit in Warriors where they've got to run for the subway, um, and it, it it uses a similar kind of aesthetic um, to this. Where I think the the bombers or the bowers or something like that are after them. So there is, you know, there is there's kind of a lot of crossover. I think with this film certainly. Yes, yeah, so a moment later on when um when he's he's trying to get the train and the uh, the train conductor says like well no we can't because they like the bombers doing anything to block it off yeah and it does just look like it's a scene from the warriors like straight up it, it's yeah some long ass credits though opening credits like we're nearly fifteen minutes in and yeah the credits haven't actually finished yet. Because they do start right at the beginning of the film. It's not like you've got a, 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 a sort of a prologue before the credits come in. They start right at the beginning, and then they're, they're still going on now. I mean, you you do have the break during the, like, Nowhere Fast. Yeah. I suppose. But then again, that's only, like, three or four minutes. They stole LNA. Not kidnapped, just stole But yeah, so I mean, this 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 cop car just looks as if it's come out of the fifties as well. Yeah, I mean, they they were, um, you know, they, they were fifties cop cars, and they just bought a job lot of them. Yeah. And um, yeah. um, then sort of trashed a few of them, and now they're actually worth quite a bit of money. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's him! It's the bad kid from down back. The thing is, is, is think you're thinking right. Tom Cruise, it's been a couple of years, and you were you were you were a bad egg, uh, and that's a really nice car. Maybe I should run the plates or something. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. He just kind of knows he'd be on a hiding to nothing, though. Mm. Just like, what's the point in yeah, fucking about with him? Off he goes again. And just speeds up again like any proper renegade should. Credit's still going. <laughs> You're getting a little bit, little bit the standard sort of backstory about how he was a bad, troubled kid. Um, Makes sense though. Directed by Walter Hill, and we are. 15 minutes and 51 seconds into the film, and that's yeah. when the credits have just ended. Great Over you. a sixth of the way into the film. Yeah. Great. Like you say, you do have like a five-minute song within that. Mm. 
there's just one thing I like as well. Like, all right, the, the main plot conceit is on the name getting kidnapped, but the the women here generally are quite strong. Yeah. Like, just the, the the way that Cody just said there, you know, I'm not going to be interrupting you with some guy. And she's like, I bring one in every now and then. Like, in, in a lot of films, that would be how men would talk, frankly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean even to the point where, um, you know, of course, we get to the, the point where they get McCoy in. I mean, McCoy was originally called Mendez and was, yeah, a, yeah. was a guy. But uh, Amy Madigan, you know, kind of argued Walt Hill that it, that it could be a woman. And Walt Hill thought, well, actually, she's right. It could be a woman. Yeah. You know, and it, it works. And the fact that there's there's no kind of there's no possible sexual relationship there between them two. It very much is just a they're just gonna be buddies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like the, the men in it. I mean, Cody aside, I suppose Defoe aside, are a bit wet. Like Bill Paxton and Rick Moranis. Yeah. They're a they're kind of useless in a fight, frankly. I mean, particularly Rick Moranis. Yeah, I think, and part of that is kind of like to, to play up the, you know, the kind of the tough guy element of of Defoe and uh, Michael Parry's character, you know, mm. to kind of play that up. Where, they yeah, kind of nat- this- you, you say they, like, they kind of naturally amp up their manliness by having the other men be just a bit wetter. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah they've seen, they seen that little bit tougher. Yeah. They're significantly the alpha males in it. I mean, this is just the fact that he's had literally no screen time and he gets knocked out twice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here's some impressive hair he's got going on there, isn't he? <laughs> well, I say as well, like I, 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 I watched this yesterday in, um, in preparation and. Um, Donna like sat there and she was kind of reading a book, but she was kind of watching it as well. She did not go on with this film. Yeah, but she's hormonal. <laughs> I mean, has, has Becky seen Streets of Fire? Yeah, she loves it. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. It just, I think it, it is maybe a bit of an acquired taste. Oh, I, I, I'd, I'd certainly say, say it, it will be. I think you either, you either get it and get on board with it, or you don't. And it's not a it's not a negative if you don't get it and get on board with it. I think it, 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 it's got to connect with you. And if it doesn't connect with you, it would be very easy to, to what a lot of people see as being its positives. The fact that it is quite, it's quite queer and it's very, it's very pointed. It, it has blocks of this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. You know, you can tell what's going to happen from start to finish within the first 10 minutes. Um, and, it all happens there, and you know the the overall the sort of melodrama and cheesiness that you could call of it are things that I love about it. But it could quite easily, if it hasn't connected with somebody, be the bits that people don't like about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same as uh, Amy Madigan's words of Gummidge hair. Yeah, that hair is interesting. It is, especially with the uh, with the leather cap mm. uh, thing that's going on. She has got like a, a kind of a, a tomboy look on, pretty hardcore. She very much reminds me of the um, uh, Tom Savini girlfriend character in Knight Riders, the mechanic. Yes, yes. Like it's the same, it's the same kind of aesthetic where it's like they're not just being straight up like dressed like a lesbian or anything, but they've just got a bit of grit to them, you know. Yes. Because like, Amy Amy Manigan saying like you're not my type is is that insinuating that she's a lesbian or is it just 
you're not my type. Um, I, I, well, I, I don't know. You see, I, you'd like to think that it wasn't uh, insinuating that she's that she's gay, because then it would be a little bit. What is it? But I think it's. I think it could be looked at either way. Hmm. I just think that she probably doesn't go for pretty dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I, think, I, I, I think if, if, if the, the films had gone on, you could have seen sort of like her end up getting together with Paxton. I, I, actually, I was about to say the same, but Rick Moranis. Oh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. A guy she could really push around. Yeah, that's the thing, because yeah. like, she could properly fucking dominate, even though then again, she probably could build Paxton's character as well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, fair play. Fair play. Well, yeah, that, 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 kind of, that kind of thing. This and is I mean, uh, Walter Hill's favourite scene in the movie. Really? Yeah. And I, I, I just hear these photos that kind of look like that she's like a sweetheart from World War Two or something. Yeah, you know? very much so, yeah. But it's as well playing, you, you don't notice it um, really, really as much, I think. Like, you got actually, until you can actually start, start looking for it. Well, he'll, he plays around with a lot of things. I mean, now we're going to a black and white scene. Mm. And yeah, it's kind of, it's backdrops in a kind of music video aesthetic kind of way. But, yeah. um, you know, he drops into... Um, a black and white scene, then later on he drops into a sort of almost like a freeze frame bit, and the the idea of having it with it being a, a musical, non musical musical essentially, he uh, uses the the songs to kind of play around with different sort of shooting techniques, and it, it it kind of it feels in keeping with the film. It kind of sits quite well. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, it, it, none of it ever feels incongruous. It does. It don't, the, considering it's such a wide variety of kind of like styles in this. It, it none of it ever like sticks out like a sore thumb. It does still fit into this weird pastiche of loads of different things. It, yeah. And we're getting a scene in actual daylight. So strange. Not many. Yeah. You see, this is this is where you know, I, you know, what I've got now is it is the, the blue edge for here is actually pretty grainy mm. on mine, uh, and it's not it's not the the grain that you want. It's not good grain, but then it, it's just completely it's, it's yeah. noise, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I noise, mean, it's yeah. not grain, it's noise. Yeah, it, it, it does get a little bit like that at points, but then uh, there's, there's uh, other points where it just looks glorious. But I mean, if you've ever seen the the DVD um, of this. The picture quality in the DVD is just is just shockingly awful. Uh, you know, it, it was it was a Blu-ray that the world was kind of calling out for. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks better than like say even the HD uh, version that's that's popped up on Netflix every now and then. Yeah, I mean, it, that, that that was lifted from the HD DVD that was done, which was a very early HD transfer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it just. Like you say, there are there are bits, and the thing is, it is kind of distracting because it's like there'll be a shot which looks really nice, and then there'll be another shot which is just full of noise again. Yeah, and it, it's the but then again, like th there isn't the money in like the home entertainment world to spend on doing really good new masters of films that haven't been treated well anymore. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, there's just not the money there. You know, you're not going to get something like that on Indiana Jones, for instance. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but you, 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 you know, are Jaws, but you will get it on on these kind of little cult things. But I mean, it, it is. I know we spoke about it before. It is great that you know the companies like 
second sight and like Arrow are getting the ability to to handle um, these types of films. Um, it, so. it just means, it, yeah, I mean, it just means that they actually get some attention, uh, you know, a bit of attention paid to them. I mean, the, the thing that I think a lot of people don't realise about Second Sight and Arrow and whatnot is, a lot, you know, a lot. most of the time, I think, they're not doing the transfers themselves. They're no. licensing the transfers from places. They're trying to get the best transfers they can. I think it's why a lot of the time Arrow announced stuff and they have to delay it because, yeah. because they, they get problems with that, that kind of stuff. And I mean, like, um, Arrow are releasing a new version. I know we're tangenting, but, you know, never mind. Arrow releasing a new version of Tenebrae. I think it might come out tomorrow, actually. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, and it, um, yeah, it, it is because, like, basically the first transfer pissed a lot of people off. And they managed to get, even though it is a little, I, I, you know, the company, a company the size of Arrow, maybe it's just they can't do this, but it's a little shaky that they're actually just releasing a new one instead of like offering a replacement program but you know they're not paramount they're not warners so yeah i mean but, I, I i've got the the, the steelbook and order for the new version of tenebrae and i've got i've got the old copy of tenebrae as well and it it, it doesn't look that bad but yeah. it, it could certainly do with looking better it doesn't look as good as let's say suspiria looks i know that wasn't arrow but it doesn't look as good as Deep Red or Inferno. Um, so, yeah. Suspiria's getting a new one next year. Is it? Synapse in the US have licensed the new transfer for it. Oh, right. I mean, the, 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 tra- the transfer I've got looks fucking great. It's, really, it's just that sound. It sounds incredible. I have to turn my TV down like fucking four mm. for it to go through. Here we go. Now, this is the this is the on-the-mission kind of thing. Mm. And again, like the sister, just kind of like stares adoringly as he drives off there's a lot of shots of her just looking at people in this film yeah but yeah there we are we're on the mission uh while we were talking there we've had the introduction of rick moranis's billy fish um interesting casting well yeah i mean i, th- I think it's because he's not a it, he's you know he's bumbling but in a different way you've got a confident rick moranis here he's quite a cocky arrogant little shit but um, he's dressed as the comic relief. It's, yeah. it's, it's a weird disconcerting. And he, he, he kind of he does in a kind of way become the, the, the comic relief, but he's he's playing it straight. Whereas you know, it's easy to sort of. I mean, let's be honest. Rip Moran is, is most strongly remembered for for Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know, but I mean, this was this was the same year as Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, eighty four. So I mean, uh, they're kind of two sides of the same coin, almost. Like, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Here in Lewis Tully and Ghostbusters. Like this is this is one who maybe went to a school where he didn't get picked on as much, and then and then you've got Louis Lewis Tully who maybe did, you know. Maybe, like, maybe the kids could have. Maybe his parents could have. Maybe the, 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 the both like brothers, but the parents could only afford to send one to private school, <laughs> and he was the one that went to private school. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other one, uh, he, he just got sent to, to normal public school where he got he got bullied mercilessly, and it's become night very quickly. Yes. Well, it is winter, in fairness. It is, yeah. Well, I, I, so, I, 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 I take it. Stuff like this always looks better in night. It like shit in the daytime. This. Mm. 
It's an interesting idea lad, that Rick Morales actually came from around this kind of area. Which is why which is why they've taken him, because he'll know the area. Mm. But he seems like he's never been anywhere like that ever in his life. No, no, it's true, actually. Yeah, he, he talks like he knows the place, but... Yeah. That's a fair point. Oh, here we go. The bombings. I think they were actually a real motorbike gang. Yeah, you? that would make sense. Like, Waterhill, keeping it authentic. Yeah, Waterhill does seem like the kind of guy who would know a motorbike gang as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a totally. very rugged kind of man. Hmm. The only actual band that are actually the actual band in the film. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're, they're an actual proper furial band. Right, now, here's a question. That is a girl, isn't it? That is a girl, yes. Yeah, Donna and I thought that she was a bloke for a lot of this sequence yesterday. <laughs> yes, she is slightly androgynous looking, yeah. She she had me convinced, I must say. But then we like we saw it. I saw a bit of, like, underboob. Underboob, yeah. There, there, there is a bit of underboob. The, the lead singer of this band, though, does have some impressive teeth on him. Mm-hmm. Very sweaty as well. He's incredibly sweaty, isn't he? Knocking everyone's hats off. Why not? And just... Just... Ah! You just want to meet when I cut the idea and went, you know, uh... God, just thinking about what we can give him to wear. Um... I know what. Waders. Yeah, what yeah, the, yeah. What are the top? Now, just waders. You know he was fucking bang up for that as well. William Defoe. I, yeah. I reckon William Defoe just turned up in them on yeah, the first yeah. day and they went, oh, have you been in costume? And he just went, nope. <laughs> they went, oh. Yep, that works. Yeah, you see, he doesn't seem like he he actually really wants to rape her. He just, he just, he's just a bit of a bastard. Well, then again, though, I mean, he says now, you know, you act nice, you and me falling up for a week or two, and then I let you go. Yeah. But I don't know, it just seems like, I don't know, it, 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 it doesn't seem like he's, he's kind of got that in him. <laughs> I don't know. He looks like he's got that in him, but he looks pretty rapey. I don't know if he looks rapey or more, like, he wants everyone to think that he's raping her, but really he's just kind of torturing her. And this this girl is dancing very very energetically to this song. It is incredibly energetic dancing, isn't it? It kind of, I don't know. It kind of seems like she's dancing to something speedier than. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty fast, but it's almost like she's dancing to like Norwegian death metal or something. <laughs> oh, I that I would fancy. Yeah, you probably will get killed by fish. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he is very much dressed like the current relief with the bow tie and the, the sports coat and the... I don't know, it's funny though. It is, it works. Again, it's another fucking great looking set. Uh, and Crazy Egg Begley Jr. 
Is that Ed Begley Jr.? Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's Ed Begley Jr. He seems to delight in mocking Bobby Fish here as well. Mm. That is some crazy hair. Oh, that's kind of brutal. I'm just having a look at the IMDb trivia saying the uh, the tagline is tonight is what it means to be young. But then when uh, Joel Silver saw the numbers from the opening weekend, he said tonight is what it means to be dead. <laughs> yeah, I read that, yeah. Oh, dear. Harsh, isn't it? <laughs> oh. But if you if you look at Joel Silver, he, he he's got some he's got some misses in his canon. Yeah, yeah, so you're fucking right, he does. <laughs> There's a completely random random light. art for Begley Junior in that. Oh, I thought you were talking about that fucking like light. It's just a random fucking light, just so they look cool in the in the mist. Yeah. To be fair though. Everyone wants a light that just makes them look cool, don't they? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I haven't got rich, I'd have someone that just walks around with me holding a light to make sure I look cool. And a smoke machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just perpetually looks like you're walking out of the, the smoke machine. Yeah. I, that would be pretty amazing, actually. Look at this guy. This is, this is my smoke machine guy. This is my, my spotlight guy. No, no, no! You don't, you don't, you don't like address them. You don't refer to them. You're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they just walk around, and you're just like, don't look at me, don't look at me. They're just fucking wallpaper. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh, here we go then. Just doing what bikers do, just popping some wheelies. Why not? And McCoy looking worried for once. Probably the only time in the entire film that she actually looks a bit worried. Yeah, she does look a little bit... A little bit unsure of herself. And it's the one... And it's the bit where she has to, like, pretend to pull a guy. And she's (laughs) worried about it. Yeah, fair point, yeah. Oh, the... The subtext continues, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a very, very good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she pull, pulls it off pretty well. Even though, to yeah. be fair, the guy that the guy she gets basically looks like he'd probably like rape a Hoover. Yeah, she basically just goes and says, "We a foot then." Yeah. Still dancing, tits off. And he's still he's still playing. Yeah. He's been doing the same fucking verse and chorus for the last ten minutes. Oh, no, actually, no, sorry, this it's is a different, different song. song, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, my bad, yeah, no, 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 fair play. And it, it, this looks slightly more appropriate singing, uh, dancing, dancing now yeah. from her. Looks like she's dancing to the right song now. Yeah, yeah. Torchy. Appears in a couple of Hills films, that's not it? Mm. The bar. Mm. Well, it's not the same bar, it's the same band name. Yeah. It's like, um, what, See You Next Wednesday or See You Next Tuesday turning up in um, John Landis' films. Yes. 
Is it see you next? Is it is it see you next Tuesday? I think it's see you next Tuesday. I'm sure. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that is the quickest quickest pull he's ever had. Yeah, hey, yeah, we're yeah. Why not? You'd be worried. You'd, you'd like if I was him, I'd just be like, "That was a bit too easy." Yeah, that was it too easy, and I'm getting a strong lesbian vibe off this girl. Yeah. <laughs> will, will, will the phone looking at going? Timmy's pulled the dude again. <laughs> that. That costume is it's just a hell hard, of a thing. Isn't it? Hell of a thing. It's a beautiful. It kind of makes you think. Do you know what? I wonder if I could pull that off. I, it doesn't make me think that. I must say, but go for it, Mark. I, I, I reckon I might do. We're gonna see Goblin. <laughs> oh God! Turn up in a full guitar. <laughs> Pistol whips him as well. Mm. He's sweaty, he's sweaty, so sweaty, sweaty man. It, it, it seems like he's really having to like force the words out. Yeah, yeah, because he's like closing his eyes and like, re- like it does look like he's straining. Yeah, he's giving it rock off. I like that look that um, McCoy just gave that guy as well. Like, yep, just fuck the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> He just doesn't seem phased at all as he will have Nah. He's like... No, not even like a what the shit. He's just like, all right, then this is happening. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, whatever it is, work. It, it, it's almost like a, well, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's coming, because we're playing a card game. I have no idea what it is. I thought we were going fishing. <laughs> He's just thinking to himself, like, I hope, I hope she says, you guys playing poker, and then everybody says, yes, so I know what game they're playing. <laughs> yeah. They do look like a couple there, don't they? Well, I mean, it's interesting. Like, Defoe's, like, hold, holding him back. Just, like, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Let's, like, let's not just get at her. Like, like you know, it's, yeah. Sorry, go on. And, and, and Tom Cruise basically just... He only fired, like, two shots. <laughs> and a lot of motorbikes are getting blown up. Yeah, man, those motorbikes must have had a lot of fucking fuel in them. They went off like a... Well, that's a good That's a good stunt, that is. It that is, looked like a fucking is, neck breaker. There is... And uh, 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 I think a few of the guys who are doing stunts here are actually just bikers. Fair play. You know, back when, back when the health and safety certificate was a little bit easier to forge... Oh, I just want to actually get shot in the yeah. knee, it would appear. Yeah. A nice bit of uh, Raikuda score now as well. Yeah. It kind of, Kuda's kind of kicks in um, when, it, when it's being a, 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 a kind of a thriller film rather than yeah. when it's being the musical bit. Yeah. It's amazing how incredibly young everybody is in this film. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Diane Lane, crazy fucking young. And she's like 18, and Margaret, I think it was 24, maybe. 
Um, and Michael Parry was only like 23, I think. Mm. And I mean, like, I don't know. It, it's weird because like, now you've got Diane Lane playing the mother to a guy who who must be, I'm assuming, in, in like Man of Steel, he's supposed to be like 30-ish or something. Yeah, for about 30, I think, yeah. And she's aged well, whereas Amy Madigan, bless her. Oh, yes. It's not as well. We'll see. It's not quite the, um, uh, her out of Top Gun. Oh, yeah, um, oh, what's her name? I've just got Phyllis in my head, and that's obviously not right. Kelly McGillis! Kelly McGillis! Phyllis McGillis! 63, though. Amy Madigan's 63? Yeah. So she's in her 30s when this was made, actually, then. Uh, do you know what? Fair enough, then. She she doesn't look 63 in the documentary. No. But HD isn't her friend, we'll say that. Yeah, yeah. It's not to a lot, though. No. Fucking hell. No. I look like a strung-out motherfucker on HD. <laughs> yes! I bet, I bet that really fucking hurts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what the fuck did he shoot that made that explosion? It was a fuel. It was uh, a big uh, fuel pump. Even though I like the way they just kind of slightly repeat that shot a few times to give it, give the impression that Moore's blown up. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Fish is already trying to kind of like shut. Ah, then Defoe coming this out. This is a great shot. Yeah. Great shot. And again, he's not even pissed off. He's just like. This is interesting. Yeah, I like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great line coming up in a second as well. I can get guns, lots of them. <laughs> That's a great face. You get the feeling, though, that, that this wouldn't have been the last time these faced off. Mm-hmm. So maybe the second it would have been somebody else then back for the third it would have been him back yeah yeah well apparently it gets to it in the documentary apparently uh, Michael Parry has never ever ridden a motorcycle in his life but had put down on his um, on like his, his CV that he was an accomplished motorcycle rider had <laughs> <laughs> never ridden one in his life nice so um, the stunt guy um, kind of basically took it to one side uh, and sort of gave him a, a quick hour's lesson. He's pretty good hooker, actually, I think, as well. Mm. Um, who, you know, if you look over his career, pretty much he's been on every action film of the 80s, really. Already Bobby Fish is trying to just shit him off. Ellen Ames um, the one thing that always that has no um, noise or a kind of distortion of green at all during this movie is Ellen Ames lipstick yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good point it is almost like 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 after it they've added CGI lips about <laughs> the entire thing that'd be amazing CG lips hey don't don't fucking put it past them <laughs> 
What a cool motherfucker he is. There is, there is an almost, and I say an almost, um, Brando fucking level of suaveness to what to his uh, to the macho-ness of Tom Cody in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just that ultimate fucking alpha male, but not a not an absolute prick. Yeah, he's just he is just the ultimate kind of man, kind of hit anti-hero. Yeah, I mean that that's that's the thing. He's he's not really yeah. He's not a prick. He just doesn't say what he feels and what he what he thinks is right, and it that kind of pisses people off. But yeah, I mean he's not really he's, he's a an, prick. prick. A, yeah, it's an incredibly sort of stoic performance. He, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Stoic's the word. He he very much has an idea and a mission that he wants to do. He doesn't want to give any inclination to um, to Ellen that he's come to he's come back to save her it's he's happened to be back and he's getting paid to get her mm. he doesn't want to he doesn't want to show that level of vulnerability at all or feeling well no no quite and I mean that's just that's the classic alpha yeah. male isn't it really yeah And this way, where she just plays with Bobby Fish in the second, where she just kind of shits on him. But it's, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, they've got real history. And this looks like it was filmed in the, um, in like an NCP in Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for, for those not in the UK, NCP, it's basically uh, kind of like a multi-story car park, like, chain. Yeah. If you can have a chain of multi-story car parks, company, I suppose. Yeah. Tom a chain hair. of car parks. Sorry. Tom Cody's hair has changed three times in that scene. Mm, mm. Oh, here we go. This is the bit you're referring to. Yeah. You see, it's this scene that kind of makes me feel like maybe they would have got together in a future film. Yeah. Just like the, the the fact that she enjoys, like busting it. his balls, you know. Yeah. Solid jacket Cody's got on, man. It's that really, isn't it? It does. You look at it and go. I often look at a jacket like that and go, Ah, you see, I get a jacket like that, but I'm five foot nine and he's like six foot two. Yeah. I just look a fool. I do yeah. like a little guy in a big jacket. Yeah. I think you could pull off a jacket like that. I don't know. Again, here, yeah, look, you've got the the, the stock. Bless you for saying so. Yeah, yeah. Where it, this is like, okay, we're about halfway through. Here's a music video for a couple of. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. It, it's it's to remind you. Oh, yeah. By the way, she's a singer. Um, and it's. I mean, the, the cinematography is is amazing as well. Like the the shafts of light just mm. appearing, like and, and then them them appearing. It's it's great. Yeah, but the fact that there is, you know, there's this like music video in the middle of it, but there is a, there is almost like a music video actually playing within this that's shot on video, like yeah. music. I mean, they actually shot that music video. What we're seeing right now, there, the other name singing. They shot the full song as a music video and yeah. then just cut it into it. So. Yeah. That's why it, it, it looks like it's been shot on video, because it was. 
And I mean, obviously, you've got that shot in a minute where it's revealed that it's kind of playing on a TV as well. So, like, you know, kind of, make, yeah. here we go. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense from this point of view, too. Uh, yeah. And again, you know, the, 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 the sort of the groupie that they pick up in a second has no real kind of bearing on the film at all. She just kind of happens to be there the rest of the film. Yeah, I mean, if if you were being uncharitable, it could be suggested that this sequence is a bit extraneous, frankly. Yeah. But it, it gives it gives it a bit of a bit more kind of life, you know, just having these people around in like just this setting. It does it, it makes it feel not quite as desolate as the film has been like for the last twenty minutes or so. Yeah, but I, I agree. It's the sort of thing where I think if you cut it out. You probably wouldn't notice. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't miss it. No, not at all. And yeah, weird as well here. I mean, like this is Elizabeth Daly here, who is probably most notable for people at least my age is the voice of Tommy Pickles in Rugrats. Holy shit! It is. Which is insane. Um, yeah. yeah, she's. I mean, she's credited as Elizabeth Daly here, but uh, like her vocal work, E.G. Daly, and like she's been doing voice work for like. 25 yeah. years. Oh, and it's like, when, like when you know she's Tommy Pickles, it completely fucking makes sense. Oh, man, yeah. The fact that she now just thought of that bit that she just tagged along. Mm. <laughs> he literally stops a yeah. bus with his yeah. hand. Yeah. And a mean look. Yeah. Great bit of, I'm taking your bus. Sorry, great bit of. Basically, this is basically. Look, I'm taking your bus. Yeah, yeah. It's very much we can do this the easy way, we can do this the hard way. <laughs> I, I I love the way this guy. He doesn't like do a oh shit look. He just straight away. He's just like, well, you know, we're flexible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like now, now they become kind of like a posse. Well, yeah, which, which is great. And I mean, like when I was watching this with Donna, she was just like, "Why do why do those guys like join them? They just held up the bus. That doesn't make any sense." And it kind of doesn't. But it, then it kind of it, does in a way, though, because they're joining Ellen Aim. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I said actually. But Donna still wasn't very convinced. You know, that, it, it's their way to get a look. You see, look, look, it's Ellen Aim. Mm. Look, my fish has just, just been a massive prick again. Yeah, do you know what? I was just looking at that as well. Oh, bloody hell, Glenn. What's he, what's Those that? aren't questions about Streets of Fire. What's the question? If you could have one actor narrate your life, who would it be? Oh, that's a question, though. And then also, my first attempt at that question came out as, which actor would you have karate your life? If I had one actor karate in my life, it'd have to be... Uh, it'd have to be Van Damme, wouldn't it? 
you're probably right there. And I've come down karate in my life without question. Glenn, I'll ask again next week. I thought I made rather clear that... I don't think I did, though. Oh, actually, no, you didn't. Yeah, all right, Mark, I'm blaming that on you. All right, sorry, Glenn, but um, ask that next week because we're doing the Streets of Fire commentary. Although, we'll we'll keep it for next week, although I will say if I had to have one act of karate in my life, it'd be Van Damme. Literally, just any any time there's anything cool, I'd just have Van Damme just do, like, a flying kick just over the top of my head. And I'd just point point upwards. As if to say, I said something cool, there you go, Van Damme. For me, it would be... um... It would be Jennifer Lawrence because it would take her a, a, a little while, I think, and so she'd just have to keep on like hand chopping at my back, <laughs> and she might have to like rub it up a little bit to make it a bit smoother. How many hand chops do you think it would take you? Not many. <laughs> oh, well, it, depends, it depends. It to take me to what? You know? <laughs> I think we are now. <laughs> Did you see the ridiculous? We were tangent a little bit here, but it's a it, it, it's a moment in me where there's not that much to talk about. But um, did you see that ridiculous um, gift that's going around uh, where they photoshopped Jennifer Lawrence for Flair magazine? No. Oh, there's a ridiculous gift going around where they photoshopped Jennifer Lawrence for Flair magazine and basically changed nothing. I don't. I don't. What's Flair magazine? Uh, it's a it's like a fashion magazine in America. But like she's on the front cover, uh, and they've they've photoshopped her. But all they've done is made her hair a little bit bigger and given her a little bit more shadow around her eyes and pulled her waist in a little bit. And you look at it and go, she looked pretty good beforehand. In fact, she probably looked better than when you twatted about. Oh, her. like the pointlessness of the photoshop. Yeah, it's oh, absolutely okay. pointless. Oh, there we go. They're literally just singing at Eleanor. How uncomfortable would it be to be Eleanor right now? Well, I don't know, because she's enjoying it. She is. Like, if they were just like, tonight, who come down to love? They, yeah, they, are, they are pretty good, yeah, I'll give them that. That's the only bit of singing you're getting out of me tonight. Oh, oh hello. I, I couldn't believe these were an actual real band. Mm. Uh, they are actually called the Sorrells, aren't they? Or yeah. are they not? Oh, they are. Yeah. But, I mean, they, 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 were all, they were formed essentially for the movie, weren't they? They gave them a couple of weeks to kind of rehearse as a band. Oh, fair play. Oh. And you get a little bit of backstory here from McCoy as well. Oh, that's right, yeah. Roadblock. A nice bit of uh, racial prejudice coming up in a second as well. Yeah. Yeah, which, which does feel a little bit out of place a little bit in the film, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it kind of, like, I I think it maybe helps kind of understand why the Sorrells join these guys as well, because, like, the police aren't all that great either, you know, like, like, these guys, they'll accept bribes and 
there are still some. yeah but Bobby Fish actually showing some balls for the first time well it's because yeah I mean it's because it's like a business thing though isn't it yeah. so it, it, but I mean it soon goes tits up for him as well <laughs> it kind of gets he gets pawned a little bit there when he gives him the money and they're like, yeah, let them off. Mm. Yeah, and it's straight away. He's just a little too anxious to buy itself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good gun. It's a good look, man. The guy can handle a shotgun. He can, he, he well. can look quite menacing handling the gun, can't he? He's very much just a, just a get the job done kind of guy, though, isn't he? There's no, there's no fucking about with it. Mm. He, he, he literally, he has just fallen a gun on police officers, <laughs> and now he's shooting up their cars with a smile on his face as well. Yeah, he, he looks like. I didn't... <laughs> That's the, yeah, he does. Whenever he explodes something, he does look delighted. Does Cody? It, it is fun. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it does look like he's really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, you would. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. I might just pause and take a break and go to the toilet and get a drink. All right, I'll sure. Pause in three, two, one. Our Skypes just went very weird there, folks. Yeah, we did. We had a bit. We had a, pa- a brief toilet pause, uh, and then. We, we couldn't hear each other. Couldn't hear each other, but we're, we're back now. Um, seamless, probably, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Action! Action! Code 99, let's yeah. do this. Shouting! Shit's on fire! <laughs> they got through our blockade. It's a shit blockade. Have you ever seen a police blockade in a film work? No, that's a good point. I'll tell you what, I was playing Need for Speed Most Wanted yesterday as well, and it's just Is like... Good, I... It's on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to get that, actually. Well, the thing with PlayStation Plus, though, is that, like, they're available to, like, download for a month. Mm. Like, they're available for you to, like, add to your PlayStation Plus account. But then once they've gone, you oh, can't... It's gone off now. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried to PlayStation Plus for, like, about two, three months for anything new. The last time I got off it was Mafia 2, which was fucking brilliant. Nice. They've got um, this great platformer on there at the moment, Guacamelee. Oh, yeah. It's fucking awesome. Oh, I'm gonna have to download that. It, it's really, really fun, bud. Ah, oh, I'll give but, it, a, give it a go. But yeah, like the blockades on that, it's like I'd be busted far, far more if there wasn't always a conveniently placed missing police car in one bit of the blockade that you just <laughs> drive through. But yeah, I mean, so this could be the Warriors. Yeah. Again, yeah, it could be. It feels. Again, very in the same sort of universe. And the whole kind of like last train of the night kind of feel to it, you know? Yeah. She comes across at, at, at points where she's actually got something to do with her name in this as a bit of a brat. A bit of a dickhead. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, there's a couple of moments where she just she just comes across it and she's like, I'm asshole. I think that I think that is intended though. No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's down to the performance. 
I think she's supposed to seem a little bit, a little bit kind of broken by the the whole, yeah. the whole Cody thing. Because in that case, wasn't a, an affectionate kiss at all, <laughs> at all. That yeah, was a, yeah. that was a kiss for effect. And he fucking knows it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you, you do that, but really, if I wanted to, click my fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And here we go. We, we, we're back, and suddenly it's all a bit greyer. Yeah. It's it's just all a bit drab. Apart from, like, Ellen Ames' red trousers, but then, like, as soon as, hey, Ellen Ames' back, it's just there's a bit more colour in there, you know? Yeah, it it, it looks yeah. less saturated, and then suddenly, like there's the green, there's the greens of the the the, the restaurant, and um, that the, yellow, the yellow the, there. Yeah, the neon starts to sort of feed its way back into it again. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. And he's back. The cops who seem to do very little. <laughs> there seems to only be two of them as well. They're kind of looking a bit like Chris Rock at the moment. Yeah. There seems to be quite a lot of crime going on, but like only two cops that are just a little bit... A little bit like, now that everybody, calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit like, a little bit like you imagine, a little bit Chief Wiggamy. <laughs> Take them away, toys. Take away, toys. <laughs> That's it. She she's never ever leaving LNAM now, is she? Hmm. She's gonna end up living with her. Yeah, it's gonna be a bit creepy. Living in a basement. Not even been invited to live in the basement. Just keep <laughs> living there. This is kind of the calm before the storm. Yeah. Again, looking a bit like Chris Rock. Look a bit like Chris Rock. But there, you've got... You've got Sex Slave Biker there. (laughs) Who seems to be... He seems very confident at talking to the copper. Mm. He's like, oh, look, if you don't give us that guy there, uh, we're going to come and commit a lot of crime in your area. He's like, mm. uh, you just try it. We, we, we already have, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great, that's a, a great wipe as well. Yeah. Where it's just like Willem Dafoe's face breaking out of the wipe <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Because it's like his first, his first proper film role. Film role, yeah, yeah. And you can already kind of see like a a, a, a burning intensity within him to go on and do it. I mean, like a couple of years later, he did you know, Platoon. And so again, now you know the mood, the, the mood is darker, so it is pissing down. The kind of the colours slightly gone again. You know, it. I mean, the cinematography is blunt, but, you know, it certainly evokes a mood. It's definitely there, yeah. It's certainly not just, like, point and shoot, is it? No. It's, 
there's, there's an idea in it. There's a, there's a certain kind of direction behind it. And now you've kind of got, you know, Cody doing the, you know, the, the mopey, I don't give a shit about anybody or anything kind of thing. Yeah. It was just a job for me kind of thing. Yeah. You know, these are, you know, the classic tropes of films like this, the stories like this. But it's just, it, it's, it's, it's very well done and very well handled in this. You know, this is the point where he, he, he jumps out of character and he starts being an arsehole and you can tell it's a little bit kind of... Put on. Put on. He's not really yeah. like that. He's just wanting people to think he's like that. Yeah. And you've got, you know, Ray there kind of with the look of, oh, is he doing it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, she got that window repaired really quickly. Oh, no, she hadn't actually just, it's just boarded up in it. I reckon she got Bill Paxton to do it. Get yeah. a bit of pie. <laughs> do you want a bit of pie if you fix my window? Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. I, I reckon Bill Paxton would actually fix your window for a bit of pie in real life. Bill, Bill Paxton would totally fix your window for a bit of pie, and that's not a euphemism. No, he'd, 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 he'd really enjoy it. He'd be really thankful for the pie as well. Yeah. You'd almost feel bad that, that you gave him like a whole slice of pie just for fixing your windows. Yeah. Not that bad, though. No. I reckon he'd wash up after that. He'd wash up after himself, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck's sake, if, if you're going to talk, don't talk outside. Just sit in a corner <laughs> in there. Just sit it down. <laughs> You've got a whole fucking windbreaker and shit on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're telling me to fuck off out of town. You're doing it while it's pissing down. The least you can do is let me sit inside and hear it. Yeah. There's a fucking broken window there. Everyone can hear it, everything anyway. Yeah, that's Actually, true. Yeah. a shoddy job fitting this. <laughs> Oi, Paxton, give a bag that pie. <laughs> Paxton's just hiding a corner underneath that bar now, just scarfing down a big bit of pie. <laughs> I can't eat it, it's fast. I'm going to eat the pie. I'm going to eat the pie. <laughs> realise it's not real window, it's just saran wrap. <laughs> Off back in my cock cart, I drive to the police station that's like three minutes walk away. <laughs> Danny, so, fucking he sucked. If I gotta get out of town, I may as well go over and fuck Ellen. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what he's thinking, isn't it? It's brilliant. Shit, I was planning on playing this I don't give a shit angle for a bit longer, but fuck it. If I've got to get out of town, I might as well go and get it done. <laughs> fuck off, get out of my way. Yeah. You. Get ready. You, give him money. Fish, fuck off. <laughs> Still looking like a suave motherfucker, though. Yeah, man. Just looking like he, he's going to punch the shit out of them as well. It's brilliant. The fact that he just treats it with utter contempt by yeah. turning around to her and just doing that while he's just stood there. Mm. 
that this is way out of your league, but is he knows it's kind of true in a way, but he's throwing the money at him and throwing it in his face. The thing is, though, like he is conf- he is still confident of yeah. like Moranis. Like he's not like oh, shit, what you told me. But it, it, it's a confidence brought on by just hyper arrogance, isn't it? True. Now here, here's a question: Would you give up nine thousand dollars to say sleep with Diane Lane? Yeah, probably. Like if, yeah, I suppose yeah. If like I'd already done the thing and I was just getting paid, it was just like, nah, fuck it, I'll do this instead. Yeah. I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah, I probably would. I love it as well, how he's got no real intention of her actually going with him. No. No, not at all. He is just like, you know... But not but at the same time, not just like he fancied a fucker or anything. It's no, just like... It's, it's, a, it's an interesting middle ground. It's a... It's a look... I mean, it, it, it comes to it in a minute, you know, it's the, you know, what he says, you know, in, in a few minutes, you know, if you ever need me, I'll be there, but I'm not the type of guy that's going to be there forever. It, it, that yeah. doesn't work. Paxton's thinking, God, if you cheer her up now, I'm never getting laid. <laughs> I ate a whole pie to get the energy to fuck that girl. <laughs> I just ran away from the cops because he wanted me to give the pie back. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to shag this girl. I'll be honest with. I'll be honest with you, Cody. I'm not having a very good day. Uh, that that that, that grin there was. Hey, Cody. I ate a whole pie today. <laughs> On my own. <laughs> this is this is the greatest. I'm sorry, moment. <laughs> sorry, I was a jackass. Mm. I had sex. I feel a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody's in that bar either. <laughs> but it is just like the the, the the town's getting a bit deserted because they know something's coming. Shit's you know, about to get real. Mm. And again, things are a bit drab. Yeah. A strange idea to have them walking from so far away for so long. Just have a... <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. There's a lot of cars going by as well. And then you appear to just be walking in the middle of the road. Yeah. Like when you were a kid and it was always badass to walk in the road. Yeah. So. Questionable moment coming up here. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a very. Kind of. uh, I don't know. it, it, It. you can see the logic behind it, but it is a very questionable kind of way around it. It, it, it very much shows, uh, again, uh, he's uh, anything to, to, to get done what he thinks is right. Mm. 
Yeah, like it, it, it's kind of a means to an end, but it, it doesn't paint him in the best light. But it doesn't particularly paint him in an in an in a negative light, because like you say, he's just getting done what he needs to get done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it does seem. I I think it 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 maybe does seem like possibly the only kind of misstep in the film. Yeah, I yeah I I, I think you're probably right there. Like I said earlier, this could be straight out of the Warriors. Even to the point of where that's the the voice on the radio in the Warriors. Is it real? Oh, yeah, okay, fair play. You know the lips and the voice that you have on the radio. Mm. That's her. Nice. It's a long old um... beard. Transition, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. This is in daylight as well, with the rest of everything else happening in the film being very much at night. Mm. And there's obviously a choice to go. Right. Well, this isn't going to happen at night. This can happen during the day. And I, I just imagine as well, the Sorrells are just off in a room going like, well, you know. If, if everything goes well, then we're playing with Ella Name tonight, so we better choreograph like a re- really, really big routine. <laughs> yeah. And also actually work with Ella and Aim on, you know, because it does feel like that concert's the same night. Yeah. But also, well, it feels like they're that concert as like a big party to celebrate the fact that, that Tom Coley beat the shit out of Raven. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, a, let's celebrate that. Like, like, there'll be no repercussions afterwards. That's it. He'll just go quietly. <laughs> He's finally put on some fucking cars, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, that that that, 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 what he was wearing earlier, you can't imagine that would be very conducive to fighting. No. Unless it was like angry sex fighting. I don't. I don't think that, that in this film, uh, William Defoe's character has any clothes that aren't made of leather. I bet his socks are made of leather. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Paxton. Do you that? Is Bill Paxton running to get people, or is he just running away? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, it, it's weird because it certainly looks like he's running away, but he does <laughs> yeah. come back with a fuckload of people, so it, it is a little. Yeah, it is. It is a. It, it, I reckon, he, I reckon he happened to run into those people. And they went, oh, God, what's Crazy Pie Bill running away from now? Have you been eating more pies, Bill? No, no, uh, 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 no, I, I was trying to get help. <laughs> yeah. He has grown some balls, and then he just gets, he just gets punished for his balls. Yeah. <laughs> My sex game bomber. <laughs> An interesting pants choice, though. The fact the police just let this happen as well. Yeah, it is. It is great. <laughs> It is great. Like, to be honest, though, they are just like, 
oh, fuck it, this is going to happen whether we want it or not. Yeah, Go it, on, kick the shit out of it. It kind Go of fits on. again into that kind of not quite reality, reality. Yeah. That alternate yeah, yeah. universe kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I can't say, Tom Gordon was looking at there going, what the fuck, can't we have like a fight? <laughs> we have to use like, like masonry equipment. <laughs> At that point, reckon that cop has turned around and gone, what the fuck, everybody's got a gun. <laughs> this fight apparently took about a week to film. I'm kind of not surprised by that, to be there's, honest. There's a lot of swinging around, like, what is it? And Defoe doesn't like he's holding back at all. No, no, he's properly going at it. But then again, so is Parry, though. That, that fucking swing into that car there, that was, there that was, was some full force shit going on there. there. energy behind it, yeah. Yeah. Again, I think, because uh, Walter Hill's done, done so... Little, really, in the past, you could argue, sort of twenty odd years. Um, it, it's easy to forget, you know, that he was, you know, a pretty regular director around this time, mm. you know, and a very successful one as well at the time. Well, yeah, no, I mean, like the the only reason why this got made is because he had done very, very well. Yeah, we, we you know, what Warriors hit him five hours, of, you know, a, a big hit. I mean, like, after this, like, he did, it, Brewster's Millions was straight after yeah, this. Yeah, straight after yeah. You know, so, and that, that that was almost slightly, like, a, don't worry, I haven't lost my touch, because, I mean, like, it's not particularly Walter Hill film, but it's, I don't know, it's a film that people still watch 30 years on, you know. Mm. That's a scream, that, in it. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Willem Dafoe does have that, like, he, he plays, like, the motorcycle punk thing quite well, but also, like, the whole another time, another place kind of thing, he fits into that well as well. Yeah. He, like, he, if, if he was actually the leader of a motorbike, like, bike gang in a normal film, it would feel a bit odd, but it feels fine here because it's a skewed reality. Yeah, because it's really where, you know, he fits it because he's a psychopath, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the feeling that, that he probably killed the guy who was the leader before him for that post. Yeah, totally. Proper fist fight. There's some right fucking boxer like moves coming from what is that? Mm. Yeah. I look, the look on his face is amazing, on Defoe's face. He's like, he's swinging around, but he, he's still got intent in his face. But then that push, just it's the it. best. Yeah. It's just such a great way for that fight to finish. Mm. <laughs> kind of almost feels right. And it's like, now, if he wanted to, he could put on some fucking weirdness and go, I am your leader now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It does totally feel like that. Yeah. You know, this guy, oh shit, well, 
That one guy beat up that that, that one guy. We better go. <laughs> I wonder what they did with him. Do you reckon they kept him? Or do you reckon they burned him? I reckon they froze him in carbonite, ready yeah. for their next encounter. Oh, there we go. The Sorrells, just the coolest looking motherfuckers. I tell you what, um, Donna's dad and I were working on the nursery. We were um, we were kind of redoing the ceiling and um, we're kind of like re... I can't remember what we were doing with it. They were putting like boards up there and then kind of painting over it. There is a point to this. And we were listening to Radio 2 and then I just heard... And it was Tony Blackburn doing like Pick of the Pops. And I just heard... And it was like, what the fuck? And they played this, because apparently this got to like number seven or something in in the UK top ten. Yeah. And he Uh, had like Arthur and Blackburn. Blackburn was just like from the soundtrack of Streets of Fire. It was like, what the fuck? Uh, Dan Hartman is is an incredibly white man as well. Hmm. This is smooth moves, man. Oh, they do look fucking cool, don't they? Mm. It's a fucking great song. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. And, I don't know, it's just nice that this song is played in, in my child's room. You know, it's yeah. something nice about that. Well, to be fair, uh, Isabel's actually got the Streets of Fire soundtrack on her iPod. Oh, fucking hell, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she does. Oh, this is just fucking heartbreaking a second though. Fucking kills me every time. Do you reckon that he stayed with Ellen after it? Bobby Fish? Not just as like a manager, but as an actual kind of boyfriend kind of thing. No. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't. He was a proper fucking cuckold for her. <laughs> well, yeah. She just fucks everybody else. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like, at one point he kind of said, oh, are we ever going to have sex? And she just went, yeah, yeah, wonder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they never did. <laughs> and just then, another shot of Reva. Yeah. Just smiling and looking <laughs> at something. Well, he'll just likes her face, right? Yeah. No, that's fair enough. She's cute. It just makes me laugh. Oh, look at that. That's smooth as fuck, that. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's great. This ending's fucking great. Kind of like, we, we, we both knew this was going to happen. Hmm. You know me, I'm a dick. Yeah. She's fucking utterly heartbroken, though, isn't she? Mm. Don't do it, Cody. Yeah, don't. don't do it, mate. Look at her for fuck's yeah, sake. Don't, because they're in another movie. Mm. Yeah, you think you're walking off into the fucking sunset and there's going to be another adventure? Oh no, or driving don't. off? It don't. Universal shat on this film. It was one of those where there was a, stu- there was a studio head of studio change, weren't they? Around the time it was uh, okay. it was in production, yeah. um, and the new head of production didn't like the idea of it, so just kind of shat all over it. That's why John Carter got dumped. Yep. 
Must do a rewatch at some point. Even though I have seen John Carter four times. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I've seen Streets of Fire five times this year. Fucking hell, really? Yeah, really. And I might even watch it again before the end of the year. Bloody hell, mate, it's like two weeks. I know. <laughs> but I watch it in bursts. Nice. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is a fucking song and a half, it man. A, you know, because the, the fact that at one point Springsteen was going to write all the songs for it. Uh, oh, yeah, but then they were going to be re-recorded. But he, he didn't like it when he found out other vocalists were doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it kind of fits better, I think, that Steinman's lyrics kind of fit better into the world, I think, a little bit. Mm. I mean, she looks fucking cool as fuck there. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is a fucking oh, yeah, great song. He's talking about you, bud. Yeah. Touch with the power to stun. Yeah. Oh, it's just... It's the heartbreaking moment in a minute. A bit that fucking crushes me every single time yeah. I watch this movie. long song as well yeah it is but it's great it is that is a fucking shot he's a fucking good looking human mm. neon yeah man I'm just waiting for the Sorrells to come on as well yeah it's just a PM. And again, like, it just, it makes me laugh. They must have just been in a room somewhere just going, right, and that this bit in this song, we're going to come out and, yeah. you know, she's going to be right in it and she's not going to know we're there and then she's going to see us. She can't do anything about it just because, you know, she's in the middle of the song. Yeah. We're just going to storm on stage. We're going we're gonna to crash this party. Yeah. It's like that 50s mic as well that she's using. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the, the moves she's doing, the guitarist as well, that's, that's great. Yeah. It just fits the actual, the, the, the whole movie. It's a great fucking outro for the movie. Here oh, they yeah. Come. They, they've practiced those dance routines, not told anybody. <laughs> yeah, boy. Here we come. <laughs> They're fucking brilliant. Yep. They even got a spotlight guy working on their side. <laughs> they just paid him off. There's a deleted yeah. scene where they just give him 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Bobby Fish told us that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bobby said that. Yeah, 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 he did. He did. She's gyrating like fuck on that mic stand. Yeah, she is a bit, isn't she? Oh. Me, to be fair, they are harmonising pretty fucking well. Yeah. Yeah! Great shots again, though. It's a fucking really well shot film, this, though. Oh, and that pained look now, though. This fucking song kind of feels like it could easily have, like, an EDM version of it done. Yeah. Or, like, a, you know, like a rave version. <laughs> yeah. 
it is it's a fucking intense it's a very Steinman song. It's incredibly yeah. intense. Well, originally it was written by Steinman to be on a Battle of Hell album. That you see the whole kind of oh, like the epic yeah. kind of like couple of verses before it like crescendos. That's yeah. meatloaf. That really is. That that look she just gives as she sees Cody walk yeah. out, but she just turns away from the mic is just fucking heartbreaking. Mm. But yeah, it is. It is. Also, well, there was a in in the prospective meatloaf version, the bit where it finishes, and you know, you just get the piano outro a bit a little. Yeah, yeah. Comes at a piano there. There was going to be an entire other chorus of just the piano and Meatloaf singing, where it was just oh, the really? piano. But then Steinman and Meatloaf fell out, and it, it never happened. It was going to be on as part of the second Battle of Hell album. Mm. It wouldn't happen for like another ten years. Oh dear. I just that shot of like uh, raising up with Ellen and the attackers, and it's kind of like raising up, and you see him walking out. It's oh, it's great. It is. It's it's. Like you say, it, it, when it gets to this point, you think, God, why? Why wasn't there another movie? It, it is just such a wonderful... It, it, is, uh, it is complete, brilliant escapism, this movie. And that that's why I love it so much. I, but then it, it, it does kind of work, them driving off and then the credits just starting. You know, and the no, fact yeah, no, totally. still going. Because the thing is, like, it... I, it, it's not quite as much as uh, Bakaru Banzai, but it, it, it kind of feels like a film to me that could have only really been made in these circumstances for like a director who, who was hot yeah. and had the ability to do something and just like the way pop culture was at that moment. And like, it just, like I say, not as much about as Bakaru Banzai, but it does feel like that to me. Yeah, it, it very much, it's, I mean, part of the reason maybe why these movies, you know, can't get made anymore is because they were made here and because they didn't run away, you know, box office become massive box office hits, that we can't have them now because because movies like this, this failed, essentially, or are perceived as being failures. Um, I mean, it, it, Streets of Fire is very much a film that in the past few years has has kind of have found a bit of love, mainly to be honest, through things like Netflix showing it. Yeah. And a lot of people going, you know what, fucking hell, I love that movie. You know, people talking about how much they love it and getting other people to watch it, other people having the ability to just sit at home and go, Do you know what, yeah, I'll give it a go, and going, you know what, you know, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Second Sight in some way managed to contact um, Netflix and say, how many people were watching it when it was on in the UK? That's a fair point. That's a, no. that's, sorry, I, 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 sorry, I genuinely was listening, but Glenn sent us an email saying Merry Christmas, bitches, with <laughs> a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger in a Santa suit, smiling with a present in his hand. <laughs> that sounds that's awesome. That's brilliant. Fair play, Glenn. That's brilliant. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll say the the reason why I watched Streets of Fire the first time is because um, Jay Chill on the Film Junk podcast talk, uh, talks about it every now and then, mm. and. Um, he actually did a version of I Could Dream About You on the show once, which was uh, very, very entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I watched it years ago, because I, I watched it because I watched Warriors um, okay, years ago on Channel 4, um, and adored it, and then uh, I remember seeing the uh, VHS of, of Streets of Fire, and it said, 
from the director of Warriors, and I rented yeah. it, and that'll have been in like the early nineties. And it wasn't until it was on, um, I saw it on Netflix uh, when Netflix UK first launched, and I thought, "Fucking Streets of Fire," I haven't watched that in years, and it was only yeah. when I watched it then that I was like, "Oh my god, I love this movie." And it, you know, I think I watched it in a week. I watched it like three, four times in a week. Um, and just it, it kind of it re-cemented itself as being like one of my, you know, my all-time favorite movies, certainly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, like you say, I mean, the cult of it's getting like bigger now. I mean, the Blu-ray release is going to help. I mean, like I'm gonna now I'm done with the disc for now. I'm gonna uh, lend it to my, uh, my my mate Liam in work, who might might be listening. So I, I I saw he followed us on the uh, Twitter feed. Mm. So um, if he is, hello, sir. Um, hello. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've got people listening now that do my quiz at the City Stream, actually. A couple of people commenting on it. I apologise for our constant swearing. Oh, is, is swearing a, a deal, is it? What? No, you, no. no I, did you oh, you, you swear a lot at the, at the quiz? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. Why not? Uh, oh, the, the City Stream don't like that kind of thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know, that's pretty much what I said. <laughs> I sneak the occasional... F-bombing. Cunt. Yeah, I think I think I think it'd be a you never do the quiz again. Yeah, oh, okay. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Public consumption and all that. I I don't say like um, good e- uh, good morning. Thank you for calling. <laughs> My name of job. Yeah. Cunt. How are you? What can I do for you, dickhead? You know. Although tomorrow I have I have an interesting uh, phone conversation at work. I know just tangent in at the end of the film, but we'll, we will do a proper wrap in a second. I have an interesting um, conversation um, at work tomorrow about a customer who's questioned my integrity uh, by saying I've ripped him off, and I totally haven't. It's just he was letting his pretentious little brat of a kid ask me questions while I was trying to explain how much the fitting was going to cost, yeah. and he hasn't heard me. Um, so he's spoken to uh, my co-worker on the Saturday and said, oh, no, the fitting's included in the cost. It's like, our fittings are never included in the cost. So he said, well, I'll, I'll talk to the gentleman who I spoke to before and seems to think that I'll back down and say, okay, we'll do it. When what I'm actually going to do is say, do you know what? We're returning you money uh, and we're not we're not even supplying you because yeah. you're an arsehole. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that phone conversation tomorrow. Nice. And I, I, I just want to make it clear, I don't, I, I would never, ever, 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 ever swear to one of the people I speak to at work. 99% of them are fine, and some of them are outright fucking lovely. But, you know, like like in all walks of life, there's one, what life, there's one, 1% of them that just make you want to tear your hair out. Oh, yeah, without question. Yeah. But anyway, that's enough about my work as a web support guy and your work as a, uh, a salesman. Yes. Uh, right, uh, so that was our um, Streets of Fire uh, commentary that we've been promising for a while. Um, Ian, what's coming up on the show uh, next week? Fuck knows! <laughs> we've no idea, do we? Uh, because um, your baby's being stubborn. Yeah, no, I, she's, yeah, uh, so as we record, she's two days overdue. Um, we are, uh, Donna is booked in to have something called an induction, which yeah, essentially okay. means... So, so are they going to induce them? They if, do that two weeks after a due date, don't they? 
but they induce two days before, which by my calculations would be at Christmas Day. Basically, they're doing it on the 23rd if it has to be done. Yeah. So that's 10 days late. Yeah. Um, so if that was to happen, the kid would probably be here Christmas Eve unless she's being really, really, really stubborn. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, like there, there is a chance I'll be around next next weekend. You know, the 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 way it's going, if she's going to be that stubborn, and if so, then we'll be doing Anchorman two, we'll be doing Christmas vacation, uh, and the usual. Yes. Um But if not, then we'll be taking next week off, and I imagine we'd be back the the next week. Mm. Uh, but what we'd be doing is probably up in the air at this point. Yeah. Because I think we, I think, are we planning on doing our end of year show um, the first week in January? I would like to do that. Yeah. I would, uh, uh, and there is a reason behind it, which I'll tell you off, 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 off air. Because you're going to see American Us on New Year's Day. We're not character. We'll be a count that, would we? Good man. All right, good. I was testing you there. No, because, it won't, because it's released officially January the 1st. Well, if you, no, wanted, to, if you wanted to... Be, actually, it's, it's not, released in the West End on December the 20th. But general release uh, is the... It's the first. It's the first. You know, TV Abbott's seen first. I, I, I will be seeing it on the 1st anyway. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, it's just because there's a few things going on VOD on the... 30th and the 31st in America. Oh. Uh, Don John goes right. uh, VOD then. Oh, does it really? Yeah, and there's, there's a couple of other things that's how we're going VOD there. Oh, okay, I see. Yes, we'll, so, we'll talk. So we, we don't know. We might we'll do we'll do something uh, if we you know um, baby permitting. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, yeah. I mean, like if she's not here next week, we will do a show. Even though I'll probably have to ask you to edit again, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah cheers. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so th- th- there would be a show uh, next week. Otherwise, we'll take next week off and we'll be back the week after at some point. Yes. With that, uh, with that the the week of the 28th, 29th, so the week in between Christmas and New Year. I mean, we could probably at least squeeze out a quick review of uh, Anchorman 2. Yeah. Like, we could do... We will, if we don't record next week, we could do a, an Anchorman 2 and some one old, one new or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll, there'll, there'll, definitely, there'll definitely be something out before the end of the year on top of this Streets of Fire. Uh, 100% before which, the end of the year. Which we sure, really yeah. hope you enjoy. But if, it, if this is the, uh, the last thing we do before Christmas... Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, yeah, you absolutely. Have a, have a wonderful um, time at you. Get plenty of films and um, socks and shit. Not, not actual shit, because that would be terrible. Uh, yeah. uh, and hope oh, you have a great Christmas. Um, and uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, but we will be back in between this and the new year. Uh, Ian, I really hope that we don't record next week because it means you will <laughs> have a bear, baby. Yeah, <laughs> um, I fucking pray we don't, to be honest, mate, in the nicest possible yeah, way. Yeah, no, I, I, I hope we don't, um, because it will mean that um, your current state, which cause I bet at the moment you are literally just on constant fucking red alert. Don't know whether we're coming or going, mate. Yeah, it's slightly hellish. We see, we we didn't have was, that I, at I, all. I, 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 
his box I, I was in the early. cinema watching The Hobbit today and just panicking that I wasn't feeling my phone vibrate. Go on then, give, 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 us, give us a quick, at the end, for the end of this, give us a quick review of your feelings on The Hobbit. Oh, on The Hobbit? Um, Alright, it's um, on a par with the first one for me, even though I liked the first one more when I watched it the second time. So there, I think it's a solid four out of five. Um, the the guy who plays Foreign Oak and Shield is still the non-union equivalent of Viggo Mortensen for me. <laughs> uh, it, it, like both it, 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 in narrative, in narrative more than performance. In fairness, I think he's fine, but it just he's a cut price Aragon, and that's it. Um, the standout sequence comes before we're even halfway through the film, which is a problem. Uh, it ends on a real blue balls note, which is really infuriating to be honest because it feels like it's building up to something and then it ends yeah. uh, and it's that's that's a real problem um but it's it, it's it's solid it's enjoyable i did feel its length but it's it's fine it's just you know this feels like it's a four star trilogy when the original lord of the rings trilogy feels like a five star trilogy and yeah. you know that's a problem cool I'll give you a quick review. I watched The Family uh, this morning. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Um, perfectly uh, forgettable, but serviceable um, action comedy. Um, what I'd say is when you've got a spare hour and a half, give it a watch because there's enough in it to make it perfectly watchable. Um, if it crops, when it crops for Netflix people, um, give it a whirl. It's funny when it needs to be funny. Um it's got a surprising amount of heart, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not going to fucking make my top 20 of the year or anything like that, but, you know, watching it at half past ten on a Sunday morning, I had a good time with it. De Niro's funny, Michelle Pfeiffer's funny, the kids are great. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Nice. All right, I may actually watch that then. Yeah, it's, it's like I say, it's perfectly throwaway, it's flimsy, but... It's like an hour and 40 minutes long, and it's funny. Is it really, though? Yeah, there's a, there's a few... There's there's a moment... There's a moment where... Um, De Niro's character um, and Tommy Lee Jones' character go to watch a film, and there's a throwaway line that, that De Niro just throws away a quip at, at Tommy Lee Jones, and it had me fucking howling with laughter. Sorry, something just came up on my thing there. Uh, yeah, I think I know what you're actually talking about. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's a great, it's just a great, there's a, there's a few bits like that. And uh, it has a, an extremely aggressive hot chick, which always fucking works for me. Okay, that'll do. Yeah, right. Uh, thank you very much for listening to our uh, Streets of Fire commentary. Um, extremely aggressive hot chick. A great, I'm fucking, yeah, you, you, get, you get an extremely attractive uh, hot chick beating the shit out of somebody. I'm fucking all for it. I'm always there. It's great. Um, right. Anything to add, Ian? Uh, Andre Villas-Boas has just been sacked. Oh, well, that's not really that much of a surprise, is it? Has wonder... he? Or is that like a Sky Sports spoof thing? Is it Sky Sports or Sky Sports? Uh, I thought it was actually Sky Sports. Somebody just retweeted it. Oh, fuck's sake. At Sky Sports News, yeah. Blimey, really? But, okay, that's... 
all right, that's fucking weird. No one else is tweeting it, but that came from Sky Sports News. Ooh. Or is somebody just fucking about? Oh, no, we need to find this out before we... <laughs> before we go on now, do we need to find it out? Yeah, we do. Uh, Luke. Sky Go. See if it's on Sky Sports. I'll get this guy. Oh, uh, while, while we're checking this out, what I will say as well is, slight TV tangent, the last episode of Sons of Anarchy happened for this um, season. Um, and my God, what a fucking season of television. Nice. I'll tell you Absolutely. what, this is weird. Like, it, it is them at Sky Sports News verified. I'm going to pop Sky Sports News on my phone now Are and see just... if it's on the little yellow bar. In on the yellow bar. No, there's no yellow bar. There's no yellow bar saying he's been sacked. That's weird. It's like somebody, like, fucking hacked him or something. Yeah, no, there's not. There's nothing. Nothing right, yet. That's, okay, that's very, very weird. Because Steve Clark got sacked yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, he did, that's poor wrong. guy. That makes no sense at all. That's acting ridiculous. Yeah. Right, um, thank you very much, guys, and we shall speak to you very soon. Bye. Bye.